Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Wassalatu wassalamu ala khatamil anbiya'i wal mursalin Muhammadin al-Amin Wa ala alihi atayibin atahirin Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin Wa da'a bi da'watihim ila yawmiddin Amma ba'd My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Once again We are for, uh, gathered together In our homes Listening to the nightly pearls from the Quran that is just uh, a title that was given by the brothers uh, truly I'm not sure how I am able to convey the beauty of the Quran or not may Allah Ta'ala forgive me for my mistakes uh, but genuinely truly without a doubt every eye of the Quran is more uh, precious than a pearl and it is said that Jamiul Ulumi Fil Qurani Lakin Takasaranhu of Hamur Rijali that all of the ulum and the knowledges that we have as humanity can be found in the Quran. But it is the limit of our human intelligence how much we are able to derive from the Quran, how far deep we are able to go to extract those pearls. Subhanallah. So last night we were continuing with Surah Al Imran and we came to Ayah one thirty. That was where we ended. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la ta'kulu riba adha'afan mudha'afa wattaqullaha la'allakum tuflihoon That all those who believe do not engage in interest-bearing transactions and do not eat from that. And fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you may be successful. And we talked about the rulings of the sharia that pertain to our business and our marketplace, our earning and our spending. That, that is an important part of the deen as well moving forward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَأَثِيعُ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ وَاتَّقُوا النَّارُ الَّتِي أُعِدَّتْ لِلْكَافِرِينَ and beware of that fire which has been prepared for those who deny Allah وَأَثِيعُ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ and obey Allah and obey His Rasul so that you may be worthy of the mercy of Allah so that you may the mercy may shower down upon you. Turhamun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the Quran, He brackets the obedience of His Rasul along with His name. And He does not bring another verb or repeat the same verb. Rather, under the same command, Ati'u Allah wa Rasul. Obey Allah and His Rasul. He brackets the Rasul along with His own name to show us that just as it, impo- as it, as it is important to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala equally it is important to obey the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam just as it is important for us to fulfill the faraid which are the obligation due to Allah likewise it is important for us to follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Say, if you claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you need to follow me, follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Allah in turn will love you and he will forgive your sins. And Allah is the forgiving, the merciful. We live in such a day and time when people are neglecting the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of course, people are neglecting the faraid as well. People are neglecting the iman and belief as well. 
people are leaving the fold of Islam, where can we begin with? Na'udhu billahi min al-irtidad. We seek the protection of Allah from leaving the fold of Islam. Even that is happening. So sins are happening at different levels. And we ask Allah Ta'ala's help. Allahu al-musta'an. But there is a significant number of people who claim to be following the deen and claim to be religious and regard themselves as a religious and they may even be punctual regarding majority if not all of the faraid but they neglect the sunan of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they abandon the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they say that this is just a sunnah this is just a sunnah if you ask them why are you leaving this they say it is just a sunnah like in this month of Ramadan the suhoor it is maybe difficult to get up early and eat a person might find it more convenient to have not only the iftar and the dinner but late night snack and then after the tarawih if, or uh, you know midnight snack a midnight not only a snack like a midnight meal perhaps but and then not get up for suhoor Right, perhaps inshallah we hope getting up before sunrise to pray for the Fajr Salah and not and thinks that they are smart and that they are you know sleeping more efficiently and more efficient use of the time but they are missing the barakah of the suhoor even if it may be a sip of water there is barakah in suhoor because it is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said tasahharu fa inna fi suhuri barakah that do get up and eat the suhoor meal because in suhoor meal there is barakah so our fasting will be devoid of that barakah a person may perform their isha salah and then not perform the taraweeh and say you know taraweeh is just a sunnah this statement is really a dangerous statement to say it is just a sunnah and to abandon it if you ask the Sahaba why are you ready to give up your lives and why are you sacrificing your life and your wealth and your assets and everything for this they will say because it is the sunnah of Rasulullah it is worth sacrificing everything to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah and if you ask the modern day Muslim why are you giving this up and abandoning it you will say because it is the sunnah of Rasulullah the exact same reason we present but our actions are absolutely opposite this is something for us to ponder and reflect over so we may perform the isha salah but not perform the taraweeh right particularly at this time when uh, we do not have the environment to support us by going to the masajid and praying mashallah in congregation with our fellow muslims and the men and the women, the men in the men's side, the women in the women's side, they meet each other. And it is a big social event, subhanAllah. And we enjoyed the environment in the masjid. Now we don't have that, so we have to perform it on our own in our homes. We may not be able to, you know, have a hafid to lead us as well. So it becomes very difficult and challenging. And many people, I'm sure, are giving up the practice. So this is a reminder to myself first of all and to everyone else let us not abandon the sunnah of Rasulullah let us take this seriously as Allah Ta'ala says obey Allah and obey His Rasul 
then you will be worthy of the mercy of Allah. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Moving forward, Allah Ta'ala says, Ayah 133, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ And compete with one another. Sari'u is to race. Uh, to race with one another. To acquire the maghfira of your Lord. To acquire the maghfira and forgiveness of your Rabb. وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ وَعِدَّةِ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ and such a jannah, such a paradise, whose width is greater than that of the the distance between the heavens and the earth, which has been prepared for those who are the God-fearing ones. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي These are the people who spend in the path of Allah in good times and bad times, in good conditions and bad conditions. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ And they are the same people who swallow their anger. وَالْعَافِينَ عَلِ النَّاسِ And these are the people who forgive others. وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who do good. These are the people وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً That when they commit any obscene crime or sin أو ظلموا أنفسهم or they wrong themselves ذَكَرُوا اللَّهِ They remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ and then they seek forgiveness for their sins. And who else is there that will forgive the sins besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And they do not continue to persist in their sins. And they know what, that they have to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They have to give an account. They do not persist in their sins. أُولَٰئِكَ جَزَاؤُهُمْ مَغْفِرَةٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ These are the people. For them, their reward is forgiveness from their Lord. وَجَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِن تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا And gardens underneath which rivers are flowing, they will remain therein forever. وَنِعْمَ أَجْرُ الْعَامِلِينَ And how beautiful and great is the reward for those who work and practice hard subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mashallah concludes this session in this, pa- uh, this passage here so going back Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began by saying وَسَارِعُوا compete with one another to acquire the maghfirah from your Rabb so competition is something سَارِعُوا means to hasten and to run towards the forgiveness from your Lord and this is something which is encouraged in the deen to try to compete with one another to see how a person can outdo his his brothers and pass them in, in righteous actions and to get encouraged by others performance of good deeds and to increase one's own performance by seeing how others are performing so this is something that we have this desire to compete and we continue to compete with one another but we are competing over material things of this dunya we are competing in acquiring more money more homes more material things in in the fleeting uh, 
honorable things that we feel that will grant us honor in this dunya this is where we compete in in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after describing Jannah he says that those who have the spirit of competition and want to compete let them compete in this those who want to compete with one another let them compete in acquiring this Jannah the Sahaba radiallahu anhu they competed in acquiring Jannah as is in the famous story of Umar radiallahu anhu trying to catch up with Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu he always tried to compete with him tried his best to outdo him until the battle of Tabuk when he gave up and he said there is no way I can compete with Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala he brought half his wealth whereas Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu brought his entire wealth and he gave it up for the sake of Allah and when Rasulullah asked him what did you leave behind he said I left behind the name of Allah and his Rasul Umar radiallahu had brought half his wealth this is a well known story we have heard this many times so this is the spirit of, of competition we are always supposed to look at those who are above us and higher than us in the deen and desire to be like them or better than them if we do not know how to read the Quran we should look at those who know how to read the Quran and say subhanallah these brothers, these sisters, they know how to read the Quran. I still have not learned. I need to learn myself. If you know how to learn and read the Quran, we should look at those who recited with beautiful tajweed and say, Subhanallah, I need to increase my tajweed. I need to learn how to recite the Quran beautifully as well. If we know how to recite the Quran with tajweed, then we can look ahead at those who have memorized the Quran and say, Subhanallah, they have become hafal of the Quran. They have memorized it. I need to memorize as much as possible as well. If we have become a hafiz of the Quran, then we can look ahead at those who have understood the meaning of the Quran as well. They have become ulama and they have learned the tafsir of the Quran. And we can become inspired by them and try to learn the tafsir of the Quran as well. If we have learned the tafsir of the Quran, then we can look at those who are actually practicing all of the meanings of the Quran in their lives all the commandments of the Quran in their lives and we can get inspired and start practicing if you have started practicing we can look at those who are propagating and spreading the message of the Quran amongst others and we can start doing the same once we start doing that then we can look at those who are to have true ikhlas and sincerity in their practice and we can continue to develop our own ikhlas and once we work on improving the ikhlas, we can look at those who have istiqama and steadfastness and continue to do that till the end of their lives and never waver and never give up despite the opposition. Continue to preach and invite towards Allah in the Quran, in the message of the Quran while practicing on it. Going back to the beginning while reciting it with tajweed, while memorizing it and retaining the memory of the Quran, while practicing it and learning the meanings implementing in their lives, propagating its message with sincerity and istiqama till we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> so there is always someone ahead of us that we can look up to for inspiration unfortunately our practice is the opposite instead of looking ahead at others and being encouraged to catch up with them or to beat them in fact we look at those who are beneath us in rank and we say, subhanallah, at least I'm better than him. I'm better than that one. I'm in a good place. I'm in a safe place. 
I'm not too bad off. I'm in. I'm okay. I'm all right. For example, the one who's a hafiz of the Quran says that, okay, I'm guaranteed jannah, and I will take ten people in Jahan- from jahannam into jannah with me. That's fine. Look at these people; they don't even know the Quran. And those who are not hafiz, they will look at others who cannot read the Quran and say, I'm better than them. Those who cannot read the Quran will say, at least, I know, I am a Muslim. Look at these people who are not even Muslim, etc., etc. So we always look at those who are beneath us. What are we supposed to be doing? We are supposed to be looking at those who are ahead of us. This is with respect to the deen. And when it comes to the dunya, and when it comes to material things, then we are supposed to be looking at those beneath us. And be thankful and be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to have shukr for what he has provided us instead of looking to those who are beneath us we do the opposite here again we look at those ahead of us and we look at those who are more than us in the dunya who are more blessed than us in the dunya and we negate the blessings of Allah that we have we belittle that we regard it as insignificant and we work tirelessly to catch up with them in the material rat race this is what happens so if a person has a one bedroom apartment he will look at the one who has a two bedroom apartment and say I wish I could have that the one who has a two bedroom apartment will look at the one who has a three bedroom apartment I wish I had that the one who has a three bedroom apartment looks at the one who has a condo wishes he has that the condo one looks at the townhouse the townhouse guy looks at the single story ranch house the one who has a ranch looks at the double story the one who has a double story looks at the one who has a bigger mansion the one who has a bigger mansion looks at the one who has multiple mansions in multiple locations and and vacation spots and vacation homes the one who has multiple homes looks at the one who has millions of dollars of worth homes and and it keeps on going we keep on looking at the one who is more than us rather it should be the other way around the one who has uh, a house should look at the one who has a townhouse and be thankful for his house the one who has a townhouse should look at the one who is in an apartment and be thankful for his townhouse the one who has an apartment look at, look, should look at the one uh, who is homeless the one who is on the street and he should be thankful in fact even the homeless one he has blessings to be thankful for can look at the one who does not you know he may be healthy and on the street he can look at the condition of the one who is uh, who is sick, who is handicapped. So there is always someone beneath us to look out for and uh, and to be thankful for what condition we are in. Sheikh Saadi Rahmatullah mentions it was a hot summer day and he came to perform salah in the masjid and when he came performed the salah and he came out, somebody had stolen his shoes. So he was so upset, he had to walk back and it was a hot day and the black dark road was very very hot and it was burning his feet and he was walking and he was so mad so upset and he said that what a pitiful condition you are in look at you you can't even walk properly because your shoes are stolen and he was so mad and lo and behold on the side of the street he saw a person sitting there that both of his feet were amputated or cut off then he made toba to Allah Ta'ala for being upset and he said, Alhamdulillah, oh Allah, I have a temporary problem that I don't have shoes, but I do have my feet. My feet are functional. All my ten toes are there. 
my ankles are there, my sole of my foot is there, my heel is there, my whole foot is there, and it's functional, and I can walk on it. Look at this person, he cannot walk, both of his feet are cut off. So there is always room for us to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by looking at the one who is in a more pitiful condition than us. And when it comes to the blessings of the deen, we always can look at those who are ahead of us and aspire to be like them. That is what Allah Ta'ala is saying. Compete with one another uh, and uh, race with one another to acquire the maghfirah of your Rabb. And such a jannah, whose width is like the heavens and the earth. The scholars say, when they use the term ard, this means the shorter side. Because there's a tool in ard. There's the length and the width. So, uh, in a square, you wouldn't use the word ard because the, both sides are the same. But ard is used more like in a rectangular structure where you have the shorter side, the width, and the longer side is the length. So, the jannah is such that the shorter side of it, the expanse of it, the length of it is like the distance between the heavens and the earth. Subhanallah. Now, how long would be the longer side? Allah knows best. Allahu A'lam. He's just giving us the measurement of the shorter side which is as far as we can imagine and the longer side Allah knows best the shorter side of the heavens is the, the expanse between the heavens and the earth okay this is the jannah that they strive hard to acquire now this jannah Allah Ta'ala says it has been prepared for those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now this word muttaqin is mosuf it is described by different adjectives and qualifications that def- define who the muttaqin are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on in the next two ayat three ayat two ayat describing the muttaqin I already read this ayat and translated I'm going back again once again in a little bit more detail this jannah is prepared for those who have taqwa who are those who have taqwa Allah describes them these are those who spend in good times and bad times Subhanallah, when the economy is good, when the income is flowing in, when the stock market is, mashallah, reaching new heights, every day it's topping new record, new record stock market, and uh, mashallah, the customers are coming in, income is flowing, and business is booming. At that time, to give a few spare change to the path of Allah is really easy. Okay? But when there's an economic crisis, uh, and the stock market is crashing, and things are difficult, and a person is afraid for his own uh, future and for his own expenses Allahu Akbar this is where it gets tough and when the going gets tough the tough get going right as they say people they uh, stop spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah ta'ala says not only spending in good times but these are the people the muttaqeen who spend in the difficult times when it's really difficult they do not stop spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned an ayah in the Quran وَلَا تُنْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ Don't invite destruction upon yourselves with your own hands Don't bring destruction upon yourself with your own hands So in a campaign many years after Rasulullah had left this world uh, uh, decades afterwards Abu Ayyub Ansari radiallahu anhu was a very very old Sahabi of Rasulullah and he participated in this campaign and some people were rushing forth to defend Islam in, in the into the heat of the battle 
into the center of the forces of the kufr and were pretty much going towards certain death so some people asked them to stay back and not go forward and fight and they quoted this ayah of the Quran وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّحْلُكَ and do not invite and bring destruction upon yourselves with your own hands why are you killing yourselves? it is literally as if you are going to be committing suicide by attacking these people uh, when you know you are, we are so few in number or whatever the case may have been so they quoted this ayah to ask uh, to uh, to stop them to discourage them so Abu Ayyub al-Ansari was there and he said Subhanallah I am Ansari Sahabi of Rasulullah I am still alive and present amongst you and already the Quran is being misinterpreted and people are taking the wrong meaning of the ayah Oh my, oh my companions oh, oh tabi'een oh people who are quoting this ayah misquoting the ayah rather listen up, beware, listen to me what I have to say pay attention to what I am saying this ayah was revealed about us I was present when it was revealed and it was revealed about me and my companions the Ansar and this is not the context of the ayah how you are quoting it the context of the ayah is that the Ansar they had a meeting and I was present in that meeting in that meeting the Ansar got together and they said that when the Muhajirin came our economy was divided in half all our assets were divided in half we gave half to the Muhajirin after the different tribes accepted Islam and came we kept on spending on them different people would come to visit Rasulullah we would be sponsoring them we would be hosting them all the new Muslims we were providing for them we continue to provide, continue to provide, continue to provide. And at the same time, the amount of effort we're putting in our gardens was reduced. And we stopped taking care of our orchards. And we're spending more time spreading the deen, supporting the deen. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, has brought victory to the Muslims in Khaybar. And they are now in a better economic condition. They are in less in need of, less. Uh, they are less, of, they have less need of our support and they can get by without our contributions so now for a short period of time let us stop spending in the path of Allah but our intention is that we take care of our gardens and we uh, repair our gardens and t- take care of our affairs when everything is back to normal and set to order then we will be in a better position to help the deen our intention is long term we need to support the deen but let's take a pause and and uh, and take care of our affairs so we will be in a better position to help the deen long term this was the meeting that they had and after that uh, shortly afterwards Rasulullah called the Sahaba and he said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed this ayah about your meeting about your plan and that ayah is وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّحْلُكَ and do not invite destruction upon yourselves with your own hands and continue to do ihsan ihsan means to go above and beyond the call of duty like Allah Ta'ala says Allah Ta'ala commands you to be just adal is to fulfill all the obligations and beyond adal is to do ihsan to do extra good and Allah Ta'ala says do ihsan strive for perfection 
Inna Allah yuhibbul muhsinin Verily Allah loves the muhsinin So he said When we decided to Temporary pause spending in the path of Allah Because of the difficult conditions we are in This was This was called by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This was turned by Allah ta'ala As bringing destruction And now someone is going to give his life For the sake of Allah And you are telling him You are quoting this ayah Na'udhu billah so this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah here. Alladina yunfiquna fi sarra'i waddarra'i. Those who spend in the path of Allah in good times and bad times. Next one, Wal Kaadimin al Ghaid. This is so important, especially in this month of Ramadan. Wal Kaadimin al Ghaid. And those who swallow their anger. Anger is like a fire that is lit by shaitan in the nafs that engulfs a person. And the fire of anger makes a person speak that which he would not speak otherwise and act in such a way he would not act otherwise. Moves his tongue and his hand in a manner displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why it's such a beautiful uh, uh, deed that has so much reward that if a person swallows his anger for the sake of Allah, does not displace anger and reminds himself that how much he himself is worthy of the anger of Allah how much he angers Allah by disobeying Allah yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving for uh, forgiving and uh, is so merciful to him so therefore he should for, uh, swallow his anger with respect to other people wal kadhimin al ghayth those who swallow the anger rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said uh, that one person came to ask advice he said oh sini ya rasulullah fa aqlil give me advice ya rasulullah but make it brief you can tell right from his style in the tone of the questioner that he was a man who had a very d- difficult temperament and Rasulullah could read him and knew that he had an anger issue, anger problem because even when he's asking Rasulullah for advice he is saying فَأَقْلِلْ make it brief so Rasulullah said لَا تَغْضَبْ then he asked again give me more advice he said لَا تَغْضَبْ do not express anger do not become angry, control your anger. He advised him three times. And Rasulullah said, Inna bani Adam ala tabaqatin shatta. Verily, the children of Adam are created in different categories. Uh, and, and he said, Some get angry very quickly, but they cool down very quickly. So they have one good quality and one bad quality. The the good quality wipes out the bad quality. The bad quality wipes out the good quality. They're back to square one. Some get angry very late. It takes a lot to make them angry. But it takes a lot for them to cool down. They're very, it takes a long time for them to cool down. One good quality, one bad quality. They're, ba- they're equal out. And the worst amongst them are those who get angry very quickly get angry very quickly and takes a long time for them to cool down and the best of the people those who takes a long time for them to get mad they just tolerate and tolerate and tolerate and patient and forbearing they just do not get mad. Bati al ghadab takes a lot for them to get mad. Sari al fay, and when they get mad, they quickly calm down. 
So anger is a big leading cause of marital discord, problems in marriages. People end up giving talaq when they're angry. People destroy their marriages and, and people abuse their children. People commit all kinds of crimes because of anger, abuse other people. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْدِ They are those who swallow their anger. وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ And they forgive people. Allah Akbar. After you swallow your anger, then that's not the final thing. But beyond that is to forgive the person who hurt you or made you upset from your heart. You forgive that person for the sake of Allah. This is very, very, very difficult. It is easy to outwardly say, it's okay, fine, don't worry about it. But then there is a grudge that is in the heart. And to remove that grudge from the heart, that takes a lot, that takes a lot. Those who truly forgive people from the bottom of their heart, despite how they were wronged. And they hope in the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Rasulullah pointed out a person and said, this person is a confirmed jannati. And when they went to investigate what amal he had, the only thing that he had special was that every night before he would go to sleep, he would clean his heart and would forgive everyone and say, I have no grudges against anyone. This may seem like such a good deed that does not require physical effort, does not require you to exert yourself physically, nor does it require financial uh, contribution and money. It's absolutely free. It's something you just have to do internally in your heart. Yet it is so rewarding. To forgive people for the sake of Allah. And those who forgive people for the sake of Allah, they have such a high reward in the akhirah. There's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that some people, when they look in their book of deeds on the day of judgment, they will be so amazed and so, so surprised and they will say, where in the world did we get all of these good deeds in our account? This cannot even be my good deeds. This cannot be my book of deeds. Maybe there's a mistake. How could there be such a mistake? I didn't perform all of these good actions and I got so much reward for actions that I never even performed. And because of these rewards, then, subhanAllah, I have such a high station in Jannah. It's like, for example, if, if you, you, know, you look into your account and there's just, um, uh, through ACH, uh, so much money is poured into your account and you have no idea where it came from, you're going to be like, where did this money come from? How did it come into my account? I didn't earn this money. I wasn't expecting this money. It came, right? Like the stimulus money coming from the government, but you know about it. Imagine something you don't know about. It comes straight into your account. So this is how they'll be surprised. A very pleasant surprise. They'll be happy, but they'll be wondering, where did it come from? And they will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how did we get all these extra good deeds in our books and because of which we have such a high and lofty status in Jannah? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, this extra reward you got for free without doing it, it is the reward for forgiving people who wronged you. It is the special reward for forgiving people who had wronged you in the dunya. Allah Akbar. And when the other people will hear this, and when they themselves will hear it, they will desire, oh, we wish, we wish from the bottom of our heart that we could be sent back to the dunya, to the world. And then we would have such enemies who would torture us. And they would take uh, they would take combs of iron and with the iron combs they would detach our flesh from our muscles and they would torture us in the most excruciating pain they would give us then we would have an opportunity to make sabr and to forgive such enemies 
it'd be totally worth it for so we could acquire so much reward when they will see the reward subhanallah now this final ex- last part is so detailed you might think that somebody is exaggerating it or some commentator he put this in no this is the actual hadith of rasulullah that they will desire to go back to the dunya and have such enemies torturing them so that they could have an opportunity to have sabr and forgive them and earn the reward in the hereafter this is how much reward there is in forgiving people for the sake of Allah that is why Allah Ta'ala says Allah Akbar now you think that's enough right you spend in the path of Allah in good times bad times then you did you swallowed your anger then on top of it what did you do you forgave people for the sake of Allah is that the end of the road Allah Akbar no beyond that Allah says المحسنين, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who go above and beyond and do good that you actually do good for the for for those who hurt you you don't only for, you don't only swallow your anger and not retaliate you not only forgive them but you return their evil behavior with kindness they are trying to hurt you but you try to help them back you do kind you you win their over with your kindness repel their evil behavior with kindness wallahu yuhibbul muhsinin and moving forward allah ta'ala describes in case we forgot allah ta'ala said in the beginning just to remind ourselves about the flow of the ayah of the ayat in fact isari'u compete with one another to acquire the maghfirah of your lord and the jannah acquire the jannah compete to acquire the jannah which how is the jannah is described as the one whose width is that like the heavens and the earth the width not the length and this is the jannah which has been prepared u'iddat lil muttaqin for those who have taqwa and then who are those who have taqwa it's all linked together those who spend in good times bad times follow their anger forgive the people and Allah loves those who do good and they are the same people when they commit a sin right see the thing is they are not sinless they commit sins too these really these, these pious people who have all these qualities they commit sin yes every son of Adam and every daughter of Hawa commits sins Rasulullah said except for the Anbiya of course Rasulullah said Kullu bani all the children of Adam are sinners and the best sinners are those who make Tawbah that is what Allah Ta'ala described these people as so beautiful but then he says when they commit a sin or they wrong themselves they do commit it but then after committing the sin they do remember Allah and they make tawbah they make istighfar they say oh Allah forgive us oh there was a lapse of judgment oh Allah we are overcome by nafs oh Allah we are overcome by the evil environment by shaitan when they make a, when they commit a sin they do not gloat over it they are not proud about it they do not uh, spread it and inform others about it that is how Rasulullah warned us that Allah Ta'ala forgives all the sinners illa al-mujahir except for the mujahir the sahaba asked who is the mujahir not mujahid with the dal, with the ra, mujahir from jahrun. Who is the mujahir? Rasulullah said, The one who commits a sin is so proud about it that he himself uh, 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 publicizes his sin and tells other people about it. He is the mujahir. So he will never be forgiven. The, these people, they, they make tawbah. And Allah says, And who is there who will forgive the sins besides Allah? And they do not persist in their sin. 
So it's not a matter of if you commit a sin, it's a matter of when the sin is going to be committed. It's coming for sure. But what counts is how you behave after the sin. After committing the sin, do you make toba? Do you regret your actions? Subhanallah. Then no problem. The one who repents from a sin is like the one who never committed the sin. And then I'll conclude as it's now Isha time, we have to start the Taraweeh. Allah Ta'ala says, These are those who their reward is forgiveness from their Lord. Beautiful gardens Allah has prepared for them underneath which rivers are flowing. They will remain therein forever. And this is the best reward for those who do good. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them. Wa akhru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.